Okay. Let's not waste any time. So, this is the fifth episode of the BSG podcast. And today we're going to talk about the price of being great. Now, before we begin, first of all, how do we, how do we define greatness? So, there's two ways we can measure greatness. We can measure greatness based upon the standards of greatness set by our role models. Or we can base it upon our own vision. Well, I can also say there's a third version where it's a combination of both. But still, there's two different parts of that spectrum, I guess you can say. Now, once we set this standard of what it is we consider greatness, it could be an amazing artist, could be a successful businessman, could be modest, could be something more so in the realms of being a great father. Either way, once we set that standard right, we have to figure out what are the prices we paid for it. Now, we hear the, the old saying of like, you know, what are the price of being great? The common answers are early mornings, late nights, jobs you don't like, taking less in order to receive more. Well, those are just acts, but the real price deals with more so of our ego and personality. Being humble, learn how to be grateful, having faith among the journey, sacrificing the old you and working on the new you, while also letting go of the old. When I mean by the old, I'm talking about the habits, the people, and the environment. And last, being committed no matter what happens, even if we fall short of our goal. Now, when we talk about being humble, people tend to say it's better to be grateful than humble. Humble must mean we put ourselves below somebody and we don't think of ourselves in a positive light. People always sometimes associate being humble with being a doormat. It's a huge difference between being a doormat and understanding where you need to learn from others by humbling yourself. Now, many walk down the path of greatness, right? With a power chest is if they already accomplished something. You see these people as the know-it-alls. You see these people as, you know, they act like their shit doesn't stink, to make a long story short. They don't take advice from people older than them or better than them. They think their talent outweighs their hard work. And they also believe that no one is truly better than them, that they truly are God's gift to earth. Now, you must ask yourself, in order, in order for us not to be like these individuals, do we humble ourselves first or do we allow life to humble us after being emboldened with so much pride? Now, for us that walk with a proud chest and a hard head, well, it's cool. Leads to a soft ass and we will get a nice and sound ass whooping of harsh life lessons that will allow us to understand where it is we went wrong by being so bold. And by being so prideful without listening to the advice of others who have walked the path before us and know the obstacles that come with it. However, the ones that humble themselves at first are the ones that end up being great. They focus on always being a student. They recognize their faults or limits and find people to help them grow from that point. They focus on the work and the results over their talent and potential. They also understand that no one owes them anything. 
they understand that it must work for every single thing it is that they want in this lifetime. Now, for those individuals who carry that trait, must also understand this next point. You have to have faith among your journey. Now, growing up, I'm pretty sure you're taught faith, love, hope, different things, and everything sounds like it's all just an act of imagination. I hope, I believe, I love. As you mature into adulthood, you realize that certain things require acts. You realize love is an act. You realize faith is an act. And hope is just a perilous imagination of what may happen if certain things go the right way. But faith doesn't rely on hope. Faith is knowing that even if things go wrong, that the actions that you choose to do every single day will allow the results to still come to fruition. That even if the opportunity passes you, a new one will come forth and you will use the new opportunity to make the result you wish to happen happen. So. What are some examples of faith since faith is like an act? Each day you wake up and you make the choices to remain diligent in your work. You're being faithful. Each day you choose growth within your journey over stagnation. That's you being faithful. Staying true to you, remain consistent in your choices to be great. It's still you being faithful. Whatever you wrote down to do, well, whatever you wrote down that you say you're going to do, and you execute as consistently as possible each day, those consistent actions are acts of faith towards you and your goals. And that faith is going to carry you a long way versus any hope and any talent and any pride you have. It's the foundation for what's going to help you get over the tough times. But yet when the tough times do come, how do we handle these situations? How do we maneuver through them? How do we get over them without being so, what's the word I'm looking for right now? Frustrated. How do we handle these tough times and not be frustrated by not seeing the results so quickly? How do we handle that stress? Well, we can do it by being grateful. Sometimes we don't need it all. We just need to make the most of what we got. Now, I can give you a quick example of how being grateful can take you over the top. 2018, I am looking for motivational people to watch because I just need it in my life. We all go through tough times. So for me, I stumbled upon Wallet267 by just using the motivational hashtag on Instagram. And by studying this, uh, this man and his journey, I realized he served 20 years in jail. And after leaving jail, he was living in, you know, the middle room of his grandmother's house. Yes, he's cousins to Gilly the Kid. He also helped form major figures, the rap group that came out of Philly. But he wasn't there for the success, nor was he a part of the process outside of the initial formation. So basically, he had to start from the ground up and nobody owed him anything. And this was a grown ass man to make a long story short live in the middle of his you know grandmother's house now for me being 25 it already sucks like you know saying not having the funds to move out due to student loans and picking a career where you have to literally get it out the mud in order to see a decent sense of living it takes a while to become um what's the word I'm looking for 
takes a while to see a nice sense of a nice uh, source of income being a coach. It takes a while. It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of commitment, it takes a lot of uh, due diligence every single day to make sure your work is allowing you to build the right clientele so the clientele can, you know, fund your life. It's just that simple. But being in his position, knowing you helped build something that allowed your friends and also family become millionaires and travel the world and see the world in your early 20s and mid 30s. And you missed out because you simply got caught doing crime is some is a is a is a tough pill to swallow. Yet he didn't make any excuses. This man stood firm on his belief that it was my fault, my responsibility, and I'm accountable for my actions, especially my mistakes. And he learned from his mistakes and realized that if this is what I want to do going forward in terms of follow my dream, I must execute. So Wallow had a composition book called his book of life that he brought from jail. And it was all the plans he had concocted in jail by uh, reading certain books, magazines, and even at this time when he had a cell phone, which made him take an extra two years in a certain sentence, he was researching on Google about what was going on during the time, technology, what what people were using with social media. He realized how much the game has changed and how much it has evolved. He realized, like, wow, it's so easy. It's so easy to be successful now by just simply taking the habits he made as a young man on the streets of Philadelphia. He took those habits and transformed to something positive and he spoke his story. But more importantly, he spoke to the youth because he didn't want other people to be like him across the country and in the inner cities of America and also across the world. So every single morning and evening and night, this man would take a tripod, take his iPhone and his headphones, run up to the camera and you know talk his shit for 60 seconds. And it was motivational. Rain, hail, see the snow. Literally, he would do it. Like, you know how the mailman model is? Rail, hail, see the snow. You'll get your mail. You know, it's kind of like bullshit because it can be a sunny day and I don't get my mail. Anyway, aside from that petty ass uh, antidote, he stayed true to his cause and he was grateful for the opportunity of being free from jail. He realized that it didn't matter if he was in the middle of his grandmother's basement, I mean, grandmother's uh, um, house. It didn't matter that if he didn't have a car, it didn't matter if, you know, he wasn't making the most money. He understood that it was better than being in jail. So on a quick tangent, ask yourself this. Yes, you have started your journey and yes, you have made some progress, but it's not enough. Ask yourself this. Would you rather be in the thick of it or to have not started at all? Because at least, you know, if you have started it and you are within the journey itself, at least, you know, you can get closer to the goal. But if you simply focus on, damn, I'm here, I'm doing it, but I ain't making no money. I ain't doing this. You'll never get there. So back to Wallow. He didn't look at it at like, damn, I can be on some bullshit, back selling dope or back trying to rob or doing something to make quick money. But I'm grateful that I'm not in jail. So let me make the best out of this situation. And he did every single day. He also sold T-shirts and reinvested himself and read up again and sold some more t-shirts and kept going and going and going and going and going. It was his hustle. It was his energy. It was his passion. It was his commitment. But more importantly, it was his gratitude towards his situation and said, he's not going to complain. He's not going to moan. He's not going to bitch. He's going to persevere, but more importantly, make the most out of his situation. So what can we do to emulate the, that type of work ethic it's simple we just pour into whatever we have if you have a small cup you pour into it 
If you simply have a teaspoon, you pour into it. You pour into what you have each day and you make the most out of it until it grows. But what I mean by a grow, I mean whatever you're pouring into eventually builds up. You have a well that you have to fill. And you have to transfer water. I'm not going to say a well. Let's just say a bucket. Let's just say a small shed of water. Because let's make something more tangible. Let's just say a 10 gallon shed for water. And you have to transfer water from one source to this source. But only a, let's just say a half a liter can. You have to keep using that can until you reach the goal of getting 10 gallons. You can bitch and moan about how this half liter is just not enough. You need something bigger. And you can sit there and concoct a whole fucking plan about what it is you need to go get in order to fill this 10 gallon drum. But if you simply focus on being grateful that you still have a half a liter versus using your damn hands, you won't see it in that fashion. You'll be like, okay, let's keep going. One gallon down, now two, now three, now four, now five. And eventually you get the 10 because I'm not about to count the 10 on here. <laughs> I mix my sleepy. But you get the point. You get the point. You get the point. You understand that, you know, for you to reach the goal of 10 gallons, it doesn't matter if you have a half liter can, one liter, or even just a cup. That 10 gallon needs to be filled, and it doesn't matter what the hell you have. So you must make the, the most of what it is you're using and be grateful for it. Now, we also discussed about sacrificing our old self and old habits in order to bring in the new. Now, there's a classic phrase we all have heard before. From parents, coaches, wherever. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Now, a lot of y'all smart Alex can say, well, that's not true. I can buy a cake and then eat the one right now. Okay, cool. That means you bought two cakes, dumbass. The whole entire point of that small little riddle is this. The one cake you have, you cannot keep it intact while also wanting to eat it. You have to make a choice. You cannot do two things at once. You cannot want the success of a newer version of yourself while following the habits of the old you. If all you do is just spend time furiously watching memes all day, but the new you has to stick by schedule, bust their ass, push themselves outside their boundary every single day, talk to people they never talked before, read books they never thought they'd read before, study subjects that they never thought they had to study before. To put yourself in a whole new realm itself in order to achieve the riches or the glory that you're looking for requires a certain level of commitment and also a certain level of sacrifice. And if we don't do that, we won't ever attain it. Yet we sometimes just feel we can shortcut it. But it's doing something. And this naivety, like I said before, leads to us getting scammed, unfortunately. However, we must understand that we have to sacrifice, yo. You have to sacrifice a lot of things in order to be great at what it is you're trying to do. Because where are you going to make the time and effort if you're still making that time and effort for old things? 
And outside of the habits, you also have to leave old people and old environments because in the end, we are a product of our environment. And by knowing that we're a product of our, of our environment, we must make sure that we are putting the right pieces inside of it. Short story, um, as of late, I always thought I had, you know, great friends in my circle. And I realized that I I truly don't. And it's not to bash anybody close to me, but um, I realized I pour more into people than people pour into me. And you have to separate yourself for a bit and redefine what it is you want out of life. Do you want to be the friend who's always, you know, helping out everybody? Or do you want a friend or do you want friends who understand that not only do you have to pour into them, but they have to pour into you? So to be honest with you, it's not that I have cut off friends or anything like that, but I merely just redefine what it is I want out of my counterparts in my life. And after redefining that and allowing myself to, you know, expand my horizon by visiting new places and talking to new people and connecting new energy, I realized like it's okay to grow apart with certain people in order to bring new people in. So you can be more whole, more full, more at peace and allow those people to discover certain parts of yourself that you know you have or lost in a sense among your journey. It's the environment that makes us, you know, it's not the, the mentality is cool, but the mentality is more so just a byproduct of the environment. The mentality is a fruit that comes from the environment. When I wrote, nah, let me take that back. I wouldn't even say the fruit. The mentality is simply the final product of the environment. Because if we put a seed inside a, you know, a raised garden bed that doesn't have any uh, nutrients of minerals and vitamins inside the soil itself, the seed it bears will not have any nourishment to offer us. However, if we put the same seed in a raised garden bed, with a proper amount of minerals and vitamins that come inside the soil bed itself, the seed that, that it bears will give us the proper nutrient nourishment that we're looking for in order to properly replenish our bodies. That is the whole purpose of you know eating from the earth itself. It's because these seeds absorb the water, the vitamins, and minerals that the earth produces that we put inside our body. So these enzymes that our body Producers can use these minerals and vitamins to produce them and also allow certain type of reactions to happen at such an efficient level to where information doesn't go about and we're able to be at peace because we're feeling great about ourselves because our body is functioning at a high level versus eating junk food and clogging up our systems and leading to a lot of high inflammatory states that leads to a lot of non-ideal situations in terms of having an itis, feeling groggy, apathetic. A lot of our diet, can, uh, a lot of things that we sometimes feel throughout the day can come from our diet and also how we perceive things. But not to show you off topic, um, I'm basically saying that for myself as an individual, uh, I've learned how to 
all the way let go of just past ideas, people, and beliefs so I can truly be at peace for myself. So I can truly have fun within this journey because like I said before, you have to make the process fun. And now the last point I'm about to address, because like I said before, I don't want to make these podcasts um, long, the personal ones. Uh, I want them to be short, compact, and right to the point, 30 to 45 minutes itself. That way it packs a nice punch, nice jab, but it's enough to keep distance from you going down the wrong path. I know you like to play on words. Shout out to Jay-Z for raising me. So... The last price of being great is simply being committed. We must focus on choosing a past we don't waver from. And if we do, we limit how far we stray, we stray from it. So what I mean by don't waver from it, I mean, imagine us walking on a tightrope. And we tend to tip side to side. Eventually, if we tip too far, we fall off the tightrope. And then we have to find a way to get back up on it. Now, when we fall off... Depending on how bad the fall is, we may get injured, we may not. So, this is a foot. Okay, cool. Laugh it off, get up. Two feet. Okay, that shit kind of hurt. Might have rolled an ankle, caught a bruise. Three feet. Okay, something might get kind of fractured. Eventually, you know, the higher the height, the more severe the fall is. So, let's think about that. The more we climb towards our goals, the more we increase the chances of falling. To our falling from grace, as they say. And as we fall from grace, just understanding impact's gonna hurt like fuck. So it's a it's a tightrope we have to walk, and it's a balancing act every single day. And yes, we may fall and we may get down, we might fall and we will feel the ground or how hard it may be, and we have to learn how to bounce back from it. But the bounce back may take some time. Who knows how bad the injuries were? That bounce back are also known as setbacks. Now you learn how to eventually not fall off. And those are called hard lessons. Yet, are those hard lessons needed? Because sometimes, you know, a simple distraction here and there allows us to waver off the path. A simple look in the wrong direction can make us waver the wrong path. So it's about being focused, which helps us stay committed. The more focused we are towards getting towards the end goal, the higher our ability is, the higher we increase our ability to be committed. Now, the price of commitment may feel hard, yet it's simply the feeling. And don't allow that feeling to absorb you and take hold of you. Understand that it's fleeting and at some point it will go away. The logic from commitment is this. For anybody who works in finance, understand the power power of compound interest if you stay committed long enough for at least let's just say and realistically speaking well unrealistically and realistically unrealistically means every single day realistically means every now and then or close to 80 percent if you stay committed for a whole year from 80 percent to 100 percent of the year you will see at least 20 to at max 35.7 percent of compound interest upon your growth now, if you were to let anybody else hear that amount of amount of percentage yield, they would be like, all right, which stock I'd invest in to see that return? 
Now imagine you do that for a decade, that's 350% max. 20 years looking at close to 700 basically. So in 20 years, you have increased your growth sevenfold. That's amazing. That's beautiful. If this was a perform, if this was a performance of anybody's, you know, investment portfolio, this would be astonishing. Yeah, this is your life we're talking about, and simply being committed every day and waking up and choosing to be, you know, committed to your journey, is how powerful this compound interest can be towards you 20 years from now. And you don't think it's a lot of time, but let's let's just do this right quick. If you're 18, 20 years from now is 38. If you're 20, that's 40. If you're 25, that's 45. You're still young. I mean, you probably had kids. Kids might be in middle school. But, you know, if anybody who understands life, 40 isn't that old. That's a lot of fucking time, right? Yeah, I know, but 40 isn't that old. So by you being consistent right now for the next 10 to 20 years, who knows where your life can be at the age of 40? And if you're younger, let's say you're in high school, listen to this. Who knows we can be at 35? I'm a decade away from 35. A whole damn decade. I spend a decade fucking around. So, just letting you know, if you start now, <laughs> you can be a way better position than me at 35, and I hope you do, because that's the point of this, you know, is to make sure we pull each other up and to, you know, push the standard forward. I have, I don't think, you know, I've fallen short in my journey. I think I simply did the best I can do with the with the environment and the opportunities in front of me. And because of that experience, I'm simply passing the torch down to somebody else who can take it farther than me. And that's why I love coaching. But to sum all this up, to keep it short, you know, the price of being great does not come back down from our acts or our perception. It simply comes back down to our morals and principles. Now, there are more morals and principles we can discuss, and I'm willing to even, you know, open a debate, not even a debate, but an open talk discussion, and simply maybe do it on Twitter or Instagram, but it's just add your um, your your feedback in terms of what, what, what certain concepts you feel are best that helps us stay committed to our journey, but more importantly, what are the certain things that are considered a price to be, become great? Because it's not just my perspective that makes this world go around. It's all of us, you know, it takes a village. And that village is us, us as a community to come together and make sure we see each other and respect each other and love each other enough to make sure that we're giving off the proper information to make sure our community as people grow. But based upon these principles I gave you, just remember that from my perspective, and remember, I'm not, I'm not the judge or the executioner. I'm just, uh, just a young man who just chooses to share his story in a way that allows everybody to hopefully grow. That's just a goal. But for me, it's being humble, learning how to be grateful, having faith on the journey, sacrificing, and also being committed. And the last part about being committed is no matter what happens, even if we so-called fall short of our goal, we stay committed. Um, and to end it off in terms of commitment, I myself have never played high school basketball, college basketball, no professional basketball. All three were my dreams. All three of my dreams I never reached. All three were heartbreaking. Did I ever quit? No. 
you can ask anybody that knows me. I still go to the gym, work on my game, still work out. I still study basketball. Yes, as a coach, but as a player first, as a foundation. I don't sit there and just watch plays just to watch plays. I sit there and watch plays of how I can execute at myself as a player. I fell short and I didn't care. I stayed committed. I learned that from my parents being a marriage of 20 plus years. When you don't love each other, what do you do? Do you walk away or do you sacrifice, you know, your sanity for a bit because you understand you have to uphold a family and you have to find a way how to find that love again? What do you do when you've been broken countless times from something you love and something you wish you can do, which is to play basketball as a player? What do you do? Do you walk away? I did it before, but it didn't last long. You just have to simply stay committed no matter what the result is. And if you stick with it long enough and have stick to itiveness, shout out to my mentor Mark Williams for that. If you have to stick to itiveness towards the cause that you're fighting, you'll be able to understand that it's a big reward. It's a bigger reward than just the dream you have. It's a bigger goal that you'll figure out, a bigger task. By you being commitment, you'll be granted access to certain areas of growth that you never thought would be possible. So just stay committed no matter what it is you do. I'm not telling you to box yourself in a fucked up situation, but I'm telling you that if this is the road you choose to embark on, I hope that you're willing to be a part of it for a long time and to stay committed. Yes, be smart. Don't let your emotions cloud your judgment. Secure certain jobs and opportunities I play for you. Pay for your bills, but more importantly, just be committed. So I hope you all can take this podcast. And even though it's brief and short, like I said, I don't plan on making long episodes. Um, I try to say those for the guests to allow the guests to um, speak as much as possible, to give off their perspective and to give off their um, intellect about this, about the questions and also their craft. But more importantly, I want this to be about when I speak. Just short practical information that can just help somebody just see something in a more positive light so they can grow. This is another episode of BSV Pod, and I thank you for giving me the time to grace your ears.